The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Does money cause you stress? When a new life situation arises, do you worry how that will affect your budget and cash flow? Managing money is not always easy, but learning how to plan, set, and adjust goals as needed can help keep stress to a minimum and your financial success on a steady course. Welcome to Money Counts, unleashing your money's hidden potential with host Debbie Peterson. Your future plan starts right here. Here's Debbie. Hello, this is Debbie Peterson with Money Counts, and we are doing our show today, Unleashing Your Money's Hidden Potential. Today's topic will be uh, tips on Social Security, which I have found for my clients is one of the most misunderstood government programs that exists, and it's also one of the most important ones for each of us because it can provide a considerable amount of income in retirement, but you need to know how much it uh, will provide to you and your family, and also how it's taxed and the impact of working, things like that. Uh, we have my associate, Nicole Maloney, with me today, and her information is available on the Voice America website if you have any questions to be directed to her. And we have a guest speaker, William Stark, known as Bill, who is with um, a division of Minnesota Life called Securian. He's a senior advanced marketing counsel, which also means he's a lawyer. <laughs> And um, his area is uh, teaching advanced marketing schools, visiting firms to present materials and products, and trying to teach us all how things fit together when you're building a plan. Some of us have fairly simple needs for planning and others have more complex, and it's Bill's job to help us figure out where we fall in those if we have a question that, for instance, I might not be able to answer. So we're going to get started and talk about Social Security. And Bill, um, we have your slideshow up on our website, www.moneycounts.biz. And if anyone wants an email copy, you can get it from us at mcradio at moneycounts.biz. Okay, well, thank you. Hello, and welcome to today's session on Social Security, exploring your best options. Deciding when and how to claim Social Security benefits is one of the biggest decisions that pre-retirees have to make. And by choosing this workshop, you've taken a great step towards a better understanding of this complicated subject. Now, what we will cover, we'll cover a lot of ground today on this topic. First, we will set the stage with some general observations about risk faced by retirees. Second, we'll explore the basics of Social Security, what it provides, who is eligible to receive it, and when benefits begin. Then we'll move into claiming strategies that you can use to maximize your Social Security benefits. Then we'll end with resources that you can use to help explore your options. With quite a bit of cash at stake, deciding when to claim is a big decision. Um, Your ideas on these things should consider before collecting Record your thoughts as we go along on this, because you're going to have to think about when to collect, that is from 62 to age 70, what do you get, the mechanics of Social Security, when and how to enroll in Social Security and create a Social Security account, various benefits for various situations like primary beneficiary, spouse, ex-spouse, widow or widower, and then different strategies for situations uh, to, the, ta- the laws of 2015 have changed a lot of these options, and we'll touch on that a little bit, too. You're going to have to look at your earnings history, life expectancy, health, retirement needs, all that type of stuff, and we'll go into that in this presentation. Now, as we work through the options for electing Social Security, longevity is an important consideration when determining what claiming option is best for you. In other words, how long do you think you will live Let's look at some of the averages as shown in this graphic. 
Americans are living longer, which is great, but it also means we have to realistically plan income for longer retirements. One in four women who reach 65 will live to be age 96. One in four men who reach age 65 will live to age 94. And for a couple who reach 65, one in four will have one spouse live until age 97. Now, as you can see, we have this all on a graph up there on the PowerPoint. And the question that you have to ask yourself is, do you have longevity in your family? Are you in relatively good health? Take a minute, jot down these ideas if you're listening to this, uh, because that's going to be what's important in contrast to Medicare, where you want to think of the medications that you're on, your general health, is it volatile or stable, and, of course, your family history, too. So most of us know that Social Security offers spousal and survivor benefits for married couples and widows. What many don't realize is that people who are divorced may qualify for certain benefits, too. A recent Securian study revealed that 43% of pre-retirees surveyed didn't know that an ex-spouse may be eligible for Social Security spousal benefits. Now, if you have been married 10 years, you're at least age 62, you can get one half of your ex-spouse's benefit. When your ex-spouse dies, you can get the full benefit that your ex-spouse was receiving. If you remarry, though, there's no benefit. Now, you also need to consider whether or not you will continue to earn income in retirement because income earned affects your Social Security benefits if you collect prior to full retirement age. And we'll talk about full retirement age later in this show. And this impacts the amount you pay in taxes. It is important to take into account any future work plans when you're deciding when to claim Social Security. This statistics from a recent study shows that 5 in 10 boomers will be working, don't expect to retire until age 66 or older, with 1 in 10 planning to never retire. So think about, do you plan to continue your current profession, or would you like to explore a new profession? Are there any new entrepreneurial efforts that you might be interested in pursuing? Now, finally, the last thing to consider is any other sources of retirement income. If you have retirement savings or a pension, you may be able to delay collecting Social Security benefits. If not, delaying may not be possible for you. So think about what other investments you have, like a 401K, uh, brokerage accounts, and even annuity options. Each year that you delay your benefits will increase by 8%, but it is calculated by each month that you delay. But that's a pretty good increase if you can afford to do it. That's a good deal getting 8% more per year. That's a good return. So for many Americans, Social Security is a primary source of income, and for many, it's the only source of income. That is both guaranteed for life and with the cost of living component. So money is put into the Social Security Trust Fund. Social Security keeps a record of your earnings history, but there is no account with your name on that that's holding your contributions, no actual account holding that amount that you contributed to payroll taxes, FICA taxes, that is Federal Insurance Contribution Act taxes. The money you contribute today actually goes to pay for benefits for people that are receiving benefits today, and that's how that works. Now, Social Security Beginnings, it was created in 1935. The Social Security program was created in 1935 during the Great Depression. The idea was to help build an American retirement safety net with current workers paying into the program to support former workers, like we just discussed. And this was the Social Security Act of 1935. Although Social Security provides more than just retirement benefits, such as disability benefits and survivor benefits, for our discussion today, we will keep our focus on the retirement benefits available under this program. Now, some interesting facts about Social Security is the first Social Security number issued was 055 
It was not zero zero one zero one zero 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 one. That was issued later, though. Now the U.S. interestingly enough had various pension type of programs uh, in in history. One was seventeen seventy six, eighteen sixty one, nineteen oh six. And interestingly, in 1935, the life expectancy for men was 58 and 62 for women. So you can see with these longer life expectancies that I mentioned, that is putting stress on the Social Security system, and that's why it's been changed and it will change in the future. Now, Social Security today, an estimated 165 million workers are covered under Social Security. And this, of course, provides an income stream when you retire. Your benefit amount is calculated from your earnings history. There are caps, that is, maximum amounts that you receive, even if you are a high earner income earner. There are also caps on the total a family can receive if there are multiple members collecting Social Security. And additionally, there are minimums that are applied to this, too. Now, it's an important income source for recipients with 9 out of 10 individuals over age 65 receiving benefits. Social Security provides more than half of the income for 3 out of 4 singles and 1 out of 2 couples. So let's move on to what Social Security provides. Social Security provides lifetime inflation-adjusted income, a cost-of-living adjustment is available annually depending on movement in the consumer price index. As you can see from this chart, in some years, that is 2010, 2011, and 2016, there have been no increases in benefits due to low or no inflation as measured by the consumer price index. Social Security retirement benefits are available not only to workers but are also available to spouses, former spouses, and survivors, providing income for those who may not qualify based on their own work record. With traditional pension plans on the decline, Social Security is one of the remaining sources of inflation-adjusted income you cannot outlive. That is why it's critical to understand how it works and how your decision on when to claim affect your lifetime benefits. And we'll go over that. We'll look at delaying claiming as well as claiming early and what those effects are. Now, for 2018, Social Security benefits will see a 2% increase. So let's take a look at how to qualify. When you qualify for Social Security, you have to have 40 credits of paying payroll taxes into the system. Credits are earned during your working years. In 2016, you need to earn 1,260 to earn one credit. You can earn a maximum of four credits per year, which is $5,040 in 2016. Now, updated numbers are for 2017, it's 1,300 per credit, and that means that four credits you have to pay pay, uh, payroll taxes on $5,200. Now, the payroll taxes are the FICA taxes, that is, Uh, Social Security taxes at 6.2% each, and the Medicare or hospital insurance taxes that are at 1.45 each. And when I say each, I mean that the employer pays that amount and the employee pays that amount for a total tax paid on your earnings of 15.3%. So to get 40 credits, you need a minimum of 10 consecutive years of work history. But again, the number of years you need to work all depend on how many credits you earn during your working years. Bill, I have a question about the credits. This is Debbie. Um, So if I was working part-time and I was able to, say, earn throughout the year $4,500, but I didn't earn $1,300 in any one quarter, would I get any credits for that? If If you earned what? If I if I earned let's say I earned four thousand dollars for the year and I earned it at a thousand dollars a quarter, would I get any credits for that? Is it is it based on the whole year divided by thirteen hundred, or is it based on each quarter divided by that? Well, no, it's more like 
once you get to 1300 then you have a, a credit for a quarter. Then the next 1300 you have another credit. So that would be 2600 You could get one more credit, and you would get three credits for that year. Okay, so it's up to a maximum of four credits then. Right, per year. four quarters. Okay, thank you. Yeah, up to a maximum. Now, Social Security and Medicare taxes are collected under the FICA, the Federal Insurance Contribution Act. And just out of curiosity, Debbie and Nicole, how many of your clients are familiar with these FICA rules and and, uh, how they work? Not too many when they first come in, but that's one of the topics that we cover pretty much in depth. I think one of the things that surprises people is that you pay your Social Security on your gross wages, not um, your after-tax wages. So, uh, you know, if you're making a contribution to your 401k, that does not reduce the amount of of uh, income considered for paying those taxes. And also for self-employed people that have to pay the whole 15.3% up front because they're the employer and the employee, that's a pretty stiff cost for them before they've even paid their income taxes. So we do try to make sure that people understand that, especially when they're changing from being an employee to being self-employed. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. They do get or receive some deductions that help offset that a little bit. But still, I don't think people realize that if you're self-employed, you're paying the whole 15.3%. Yeah, that can be uh, quite a shock to your cash flow if you weren't anticipating that. Yeah, if you weren't planning it. Yeah, and the 6.2% on each side of the employer and the employee, of course, is is capped at, I think this year it's going to be increased uh, significantly, 2018, uh, somewhere around 127000 And, of course, the Medicare hospital insurance, 1.45, there's no cap on it, so you pay that on all your wages. So what I was going to say was that there's um, a lot of different ways that Social Security either creates taxes for you or expenses. I guess it's not technically called a tax while you're working, but then also, again, once you get into retirement. So I'm sure you're going to help us understand how that works, too. That's right. And uh, I think I'll turn it over to you. In the next section, what we'll do is talk about full retirement age and some definitions that everybody needs to know about Social Security. Okay. Well, thank you very much for that. Start off on this topic. And as you said, it concerns most of us. I did want to let people know if they're not aware that you can get an estimate from Social Security of your earnings and your credits and all of the information that you would need to start monitoring how you're doing. And that's available at SSA, Social Security Administration.gov. And you will have to answer some uh, pretty strict privacy questions. And if you can't get through that, you'll end up with having to call an 800 number. But it is important to get that. And those are no longer automatically set out. Uh, they will send them out on the years uh, like 55, 60, and 65. So uh, we will be back after a brief break and we'll continue with this topic. And I, if you have questions, please email us. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Think of Money Counts as your financial GPS. Our four-step process helps you discover, assess, build, and implement a strategic plan for your financial future. Our advisors will help you understand how to unleash the hidden potential of your money and obtain more of what you want with the money you already have. Life's milestones, getting married, having a child, buying a home, changing jobs, and ultimately retirement often cause the need to rearrange your financial focus. Money Counts can help you manage your money, allowing you to manage other parts of your life. Call us today 
today at 704-315-5623 or visit us on the web at moneycounts.biz to learn more about our services. At Money Counts, our passion is helping you unleash your money's hidden potential. Again, visit moneycounts.biz or call us at 704-315-5623. Money Counts, Inc. is an independent firm with securities offered through Summit Broker Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC, advisory services offered through Summit Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Money Counts, Inc. is located at 11121 Carmel Commons Boulevard, Suite 355, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28226. Phone number 704-315-5623. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Money Counts, unleashing your money's hidden potential with host Debbie Peterson. If you have a question or comment about the program, please visit our Facebook page or visit moneycounts.biz. You're welcome to submit any and all questions or comments to mcradio at moneycounts.biz. That website again is moneycounts.biz. Now back to this week's program. Hello, welcome back. This is Debbie Peterson, and we are on our show, Unleashing Your Money's Hidden Potential. And today's topic is Social Security tips and understanding a little bit more about what kinds of um, amounts of money you might get when you're in retirement. Of course, we can't tell you how that will change as time goes by, but it is one of the benefits that the government does need to continue in some form because if we're not all able to collect the Social Security we expect, then we'll all have to be on some other type of social services. At least that's my opinion. So, um don't be too discouraged about some of the things you hear. There's always some sensationalism in the media. There is a slideshow that goes with this presentation, and if you'd like to review that, you can go to our website, www.moneycounts.biz, in the media section, and you will be able to find the uh, PowerPoint presentation there. Our guest speaker is Bill Stark from Securian, and he's an advanced planner and also a lawyer, and he's going to continue with the topic for us. Go ahead, Bill. And, well, thank you, and I think we'll continue with some uh, terminology associated with Social Security. Throughout today's presentation, you will hear a few reoccurring Social Security terms, and it's important to know these Social Security terms up front so that you don't miss something later on the presentation. The first term I want to review is full retirement age, commonly referred to as FRA. This is the age at which Social Security Administration has identified a person becomes eligible to receive full unreduced benefits. As you can see in the table, FRA is between 65 and 67, depending on the year that you were born. So a lot of us are going to fall in right at age 66. We were born between 1943 and 1954. And some of the examples and discussions that we'll have will depend on what FRA we're assuming because the calculations will be different for somebody who was born 1960 or later who has a full retirement age of 67. Now, at full retirement age, you receive 100% of your Social Security benefit if you collect before, it is reduced. If you collect after, it's increased. And we'll look a little bit at that. Now, the second term to know is the primary insurance amount. This is very important. It's also referred to as PIA. Your primary insurance amount is the full monthly Social Security benefit you are entitled to receive at your full retirement age. Your primary insurance amount is based on a formula that takes into account your average index monthly earnings. Simply put, the more you make in your working years, the more you will receive from Social Security. But remember, there are maximums that you can receive if you are a high-income earner. Now, these take the highest earnings over 35 years. 
your history of earnings. Some adjustments to even out earlier years of earnings are made, and the formula that they use is extremely complex. But to make a long story short, you use your earning history to calculate what you will receive and then adjust it for what age you will start to receive benefits. Now, the next terminology that I want to look at is delayed retirement credit. If you are financially can delay benefits and have long life expectancy, the increase each year is a good deal because it increases 8% each year. The final term that we're looking at, delayed retirement credit, uh, if you delay collecting Social Security retirement benefits beyond full retirement age, benefits are increased annually for each year you delay claiming benefits. And we'll look at how that works. Uh, the increase is based on your date of birth and the number of months that you delay. And I'll go through some examples real quick. If you collect at age 66 and one month, you multiply FRA number by 100.7%. 68 and 4 months, you multiply it by 118.7%. Another example, if you delay till 69 and 11 months, you multiply it by 131.3. And if you're at 70 and 0 months, you get the highest credit, which is 132%. Now, it makes no sense to delay past age 70 because there's no increase after that. Now, qualifying beneficiaries may elect Social Security, individual or spousal benefits as early as age 62. However, there is a cost in the form of reduced benefits that you pay. The reduction percentages depend on your full retirement age. Earlier, we discussed the phase in ages on slide 13. So if your full retirement age is 67, the amount of your benefit at age 62 would be 30% less than the amount at age 67. Now, if your full retirement age is 66, it is reduced by 25%. When you collect these benefits early, your benefits remain reduced even after you reach your full retirement age. This lower amount is the basis for potential cost of living adjustments too, so you'll get less with that, and also survivor benefits could be affected. Now, Debbie and Nicole, do you... uh, Explain these terms to your clients when they come in, and and how do they react with uh, this uh, complicated system? Well, I found it depends on whether they're men or women, first of all. (laughs) Men always seem to want to start theirs right away as soon as they turn 62, and they say they're afraid the government's going to stop paying them, so they want to get the money as soon as they can. Yes. I think it's very eye-opening for them to see the difference in the amount that you can collect, which gets close to double by the time if you wait from 62 all the way to age 70. Um, And the wives seem to understand also that if your husband dies and he was the primary wage earner, the wife will get the amount of the husband's Social Security if it's higher than hers. And so it's in the best interest generally for a couple to have at least one person and usually the primary wage earner wait as long as they can so that the benefit for the survivor is as high as possible. We yes, and help. at that time, there will only be one check coming in, so it's important to make that check as, as high as possible. Right, and we try to help design plans so that there is money from other types of investments, retirement accounts, other things to help subsidize their earnings if they want to retire before they start their full Social Security. So uh, we, we work on that with people, and in our company, we don't charge for that kind of service. So if anybody's Looking at that and would like some help, we're happy to provide that. We also have some good software tools that will do projections based on an individual or a couple. And it is more, there's many more strategies involved when you're a couple than there are when you're single. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's look at the next slide. You were speaking of early claiming examples, and, and let's take a look at this. Here's a hypothetical example. Here we have an individual born in 1953 with a full retirement age of 66 and a monthly benefit of 2000 
If she collects early at age 62, she'll receive a 25% reduction in benefits, resulting in a monthly benefit of $1,500. Now, the table shows how much she will collect at various ages by either starting early or starting at age 66. As you can see, if she lives past her early 80s, she will collect more overall by waiting to collect until her full retirement age. The break-even point is around probably age 82 or so. Now, collecting later... Go ahead. I was going to say, and as you showed us, that for the most part, if you're alive at retirement age, you have a good many more years forecast ahead of you that could take you well past your early 80s. Yeah, especially these days. Yes. Mm -hmm. So as previously mentioned, delaying the collecting of your benefits past full retirement age will result in an annual delayed retirement credit of 7 to 8%, depending on your full retirement age through age 70. Now, the table here shows you the amount of the credit depending on your year of birth. Note that the delayed retirement credits only increase individual benefits, not spousal benefits. Now, I know you mentioned that it increases survivor benefits, which is an important point when you all are having that discussion with the couple. And we'll talk more about spousal benefits soon. But if the spouse delaying dies, the surviving spouse receives an increased benefit, and also the cost of living adjustments are based on that benefit, too. Now, here's a hypothetical example once again, we have an individual born in 1953 with a full retirement age of 66 and a monthly benefit amount of 2000 She is eligible for a delayed retirement credit of 8%, and that's a, that's a pretty good increase, getting that every year. So by waiting to start until age 70, she will have received four credits and have a monthly benefit of $2,640. And I think that's as opposed to the $2,000 we looked at earlier. Now, the table compares how much she would have received at her full retirement age versus waiting to claim her maximum benefit at age 70. If she lives past her early 80s, she will collect more by starting at age 70. Another now, point a, there is, is yeah. that the cost of living increases mm-hmm. will be based on a higher base. So your right, cost exactly. of living increase will be higher each year than it would have been. Yeah. An important point. Now let's pause for a quick recap here because this is a balancing act. There's no right or wrong answer. Uh, for many of us, the concepts of full retirement age, primary insurance amount, delayed retirement credit can be a bit challenging to remember But this picture makes it simple, the seesaw picture. Remember, your primary insurance amount is the amount that you're entitled to at your full retirement age. This is based upon qualifying quarters of working and your earned income over your lifetime. Now, if you choose to take early benefits, you permanently lock in reduced benefits by as much as 30%. In our examples that we just looked, it was 25%. If you choose to delay taking benefits to your full retirement age, you'll receive your full unreduced benefit. And, of course, if you delay credits, you can increase your benefit by 132%. So that kind of summarizes it up. Now let's just look at some other rules, the impact of working. And I'm sure that when somebody comes in and talks about Social Security, you ask them, do you plan to work past 65 or when you collect Social Security because that can affect the amount that you get. Now, if you choose to collect benefits early prior to your full retirement age, your benefits will be reduced by income you earn above an amount that is set each year. The amount of the reduction is $1 of benefits withheld for every $2 in earnings above the limit. If the full retirement age, the income cap increases and benefits reduce $1 for every $3 earned. That's at full retirement age. So before full retirement age, it's more strict than right of full retirement age. After full retirement age, you can work as much as you want. Your benefits are not going to be reduced. Now, there is an earnings test calculator on the Social Security website that can come in handy for this. So let's take a look at some tax consideration because your Social Security benefits are going to be taxed if you fall within a certain income group. Social Security benefits might not be taxed, 
but they might, and we'll look at how this works. It all depends on the amount of other income you receive in a year. Nobody pays taxes on more than 85% of their Social Security benefits, and it's based on modified adjusted gross income, which includes adjusted gross income, non-taxable interest, and Social Security benefits. Now, we've spent some time looking at the Social Security basics. Now, let's move on to some Social Security claiming strategies that may apply to you or someone you know. We'll look at the basics for married couples, some claiming strategies for them to consider, as well as benefits to be aware of for divorced and deceased persons. And real quick, before we do that, I want to go over to that tax considerations chart, just to draw your attention to, to one other thing, is... That chart has the current numbers. If you're married and filing jointly, you're going to pay taxes on 50% of your Social Security benefit if you're making $32,000 jointly and 85% of it if you're making $45,000. If you're single, it's $25,000 and $34,000. So let's go ahead and take a look at strategies for spouses, which you were just talking about. Uh, when you explain these strategies to the clients, it seems like uh, that they can understand these fairly quickly, especially when there's uh, this, this many dollars at stake. Is that true? Yes, it is. But the change that was made a couple of years ago has really reduced the number of, of our clients who've been able to take full advantage of some of the spousal claiming strategies. And yeah. it's unfortunate, I believe, that uh, the government should have given us a little more lead time when they made that change because I had quite a few people who had planned to be able to take a spousal um, a spousal claim and are not able to now. So that that's an amount of money that's usually close to about $1,000 a month that they're no longer able to, to earn in the years between their full retirement age and age 70 if they want to take the maximum on their own account. Yeah. Uh, but there are still some ways to be able to take a spousal benefit. There are just less types of those available than there were before. Well, let's just um, introduce this, and, and you can wrap it up. The strategies for the spouses will look at, uh, if you're married, you need to look at these, and we'll start there on the next segment. Okay, yes, that's a good idea. And again, if you um, if you would like to get more information about what you are entitled to, please get your earnings record from uh, the ssa.gov website because that has the specific information that your um, financial advisor or even if you're working with somebody at Social Security to try to help you, they will need those figures. And any information you might have about past marriages of more than 10 years, as Bill mentioned, can come into play. And that also, they call it, I think, the Johnny Carson rule. Um, there could be multiple people that you were married to for more than 10 years, and you would have some options on each of those. So uh, there's a lot of details that you want to collect before you start getting the real truth about your options. We will be back in a few minutes. Thank you. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Think of Money Counts as your financial GPS. Our four-step process helps you discover, assess, build, and implement a strategic plan for your financial future. Our advisors will help you understand how to unleash the hidden potential of your money and obtain more of what you want with the money you already have. Life's milestones, getting married, having a child, buying a home, changing jobs, and ultimately retirement often cause the need to rearrange your financial focus. 
Money Counts can help you manage your money, allowing you to manage other parts of your life. Call us today at 704-315-5623 or visit us on the web at moneycounts.biz to learn more about our services. At Money Counts, our passion is helping you unleash your money's hidden potential. Again, visit moneycounts.biz or call us at 704-315-5623. Money Counts, Inc. is an independent firm with securities offered through Summit Brokers Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Summit Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Money Counts, Inc. is located at 11121 Carmel Commons Boulevard, Suite 355. Charlotte, North Carolina, 28226. Phone number 704-315-5623. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN. Or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Money Counts, unleashing your money's hidden potential with host Debbie Peterson. If you have a question or comment about the program, please visit our Facebook page or visit moneycounts.biz. You're welcome to submit any and all questions or comments to mcradio at moneycounts.biz. That website again is moneycounts.biz. Now back to this week's program. Thank you for joining us again. This is Debbie Peterson. We are listening to Bill Stark, who is the Senior Advanced Marketing Counsel with Securian, and he is helping us understand our Social Security options, and those are available for you to look at at their Social Security website, which is ssa.gov. Bill, would you like to continue with talking about some of the strategies that might be helpful? Yes, let's start with the strategies for the spouses, which makes sense. If you are married, you need not be eligible for individual benefits to claim a spousal benefit. That is, you might not have worked those 40 quarters that qualify you for Social Security. And a spousal benefit is up to 50% of your spouse's primary insurance amount. So if you don't have a work history to qualify for Social Security yourself, you can still get benefits this way. Or if you have a work history but your spouse's benefit is double or more what you're entitled to, you may receive more by claiming a spousal benefit. You can claim spousal benefits if you're age 62 or older and have been married for at least one year and your spouse has filed for benefits. Note that if your spouse has suspended collecting their benefits, they must have suspended them prior to April 30th, 2016 for you to still be able to collect. Otherwise, you won't be able to collect a spousal benefit. And those are some new rules, which we'll go over real quickly that uh, put some restrictions on all this stuff. Now, advanced claiming for spouses allows one spouse to collect while the other defers, that is, for that delayed retirement credit. You may have heard about some changes that took place in Social Security at the end of 2015. It was a bipartisan budget act of 2015 that was signed into law to change the file and suspend strategy and the restricted application strategy. You might be familiar with these terms, as I know, Debbie, some of your clients are, and uh, let's go over these and, and see how they have changed. Now, the file and suspend rule, that allows a spouse to immediately begin collecting spousal benefits while the other spouse defers collecting, thus the suspend so that when they collect, they would receive a larger monthly benefit, that is the spouse spending. One spouse files for benefits and immediately suspends receipt of the benefits. The other spouse, upon turning age 62, can begin collecting a spousal benefit. The spouse that has suspended benefits will get that 132% more benefits at age 70. Now, it's important to note that benefits suspended after April uh, 29th, 2016, this strategy has changed, so it's important to work with your advisor to get more information if you're thinking about this strategy. Now, I have a chart on the next slide that shows how this works, that is, those who have already filed and suspended, those that were 
born before April 30th, 1950, and those that were born after April 30th, 1950. And it's important to pay attention to that these days for sure. Now, the second advanced claiming strategy we'll discuss is restricted application. This also changed in 2015. Restricted application is used to claim spousal benefits only while delaying a claim for individual benefits. To use this strategy, both spouses must have a Social Security benefit based on their own earnings records, and the spouse who restricts his or her application has reached full retirement age. As I alluded to, this claiming strategy changed also in the 2015 law, and um, we'll take a look at how this works. On the next slide, we can see that those who have already filed a restricted application, benefits are unaffected. Those born on or before January 1, 1954, the restricted application strategy is still available. But if you're born after January 1, 1954, the strategy is no longer available. Now, Debbie and, and Nicole, do you have to uh, adjust a lot of retirement plans for couples that maybe we're going to do this uh, file and suspend? Yes, we have, unfortunately. And as I mentioned earlier, I just think that the government did not do a very good job in giving us more lead time because there was only just a small window. This was not even discussed. It was just put in as part of a... I think it was a budget reconciliation bill or something like that. So there was no discussion in the media. There was no discussion in the Congress about what the impact of this would be on people who were retiring. And um, President Obama seemed to feel that the people who were using this strategy were largely rich people. I don't think rich people really worry too much about $1,000 a month for a few years, but those of us who've been working our whole lives, that could be a substantial improvement and help us to have more money um, down the road when we really need it. So, yes, we've found quite a few adjustments, but there's always misunderstandings. And one thing, um, it's best for you if you're a listener to get your facts in order first before you go and talk to Social Security because a lot of people at Social Security are not trained in helping you maximize your benefits. They're just trained in reading your report to you. So you may not be aware of some of the things that could improve the amount of money that you're eligible to collect. Yes, if you ask them what's the best strategy, I'm sure you will get an answer of it depends. From yes, Social Security, right? <laughs> yes, they'll tell you to go talk to a professional who can help you strategize against that. Yeah, and I think one thing that people don't realize is the cost, um, why Social Security is in so much trouble, is if two people have a fairly strong earnings record and they both wait until they're 70, they could easily each be collecting $3,500 a month or $7,000 a month for a couple. That's a lot of money for the government to be shelling out with cost of living increases for the rest of those people's lives. Mm-hmm. There's, there, you know, sometimes we're told that it's not a very good investment to be putting that money into Social Security, but even paying at the max for many years, you will probably get all of your money back and then considerable multiples of that if you live very long. Yeah. So let's look at ex-spouses, because that slide that we looked at when we first started out, a lot of uh, uh, people aren't familiar with these rules that they can claim on their former spouse's earnings record. Now, why why does this matter? Well, if your former spouse earns substantially higher benefits than your own, you may be entitled to apply for spousal benefit, which is 50% of your ex-spouse's benefit. Now, the other thing, too, is when your ex-spouse dies, if you're still living, you get 100% of that benefit, and you must have been married at least 10 years or more. Uh, You cannot have been remarried unless the marriage has ended. You are not entitled to a higher individual benefit that is is the claimant, and both of you and your ex-spouse are age 62 or older. Your former spouse has already filed for benefits, or you have been divorced for at least two years. And if the spouse suspends benefits, like what we were talking about and those rules that were changed, then there's no spousal benefit until that goes away. Now, let's talk about strategies for widows or widowers. 
Widows and widowers are also eligible for a survivor benefit. They get reduced benefits, and they can take them as early as age 60, not 62. But, of course, like I said, that reduces the benefit. Full benefits at full retirement uh, age or older. If the survivor qualifies for benefits on their own earnings record, they may switch from survivor to their own retirement benefit anytime after age 62. Now, if the widow or widower remarries after they reach age 60, the remarriage will not affect eligibility for um, survivor benefits. Now, you cannot apply online for survivor benefits. You have to make an appointment with Social Security. Now, something that you alluded to, Debbie, earlier is uh, the future of Social Security. For For a certain age group, it's probably pretty stable, but we know it's going to be changed in the future, right? And there's much press about that Social Security, like what you were talking about, where no one can predict the future, but we do know that the program will become stressed. Currently, there are 2.8 workers for each beneficiary, and by 2035, there'll be 2.1. If history is any indicator, changes to the program are more likely to affect younger workers the last time there was a major reform was in 1983 when qualification for full benefits was pushed out beyond age 65 for younger workers. Now that you've taken the first step in exploring Social Security, use these important resources to continue learning. As you said, Debbie, visit ssa.gov for a lot of benefit information and program information. You'll need a lot of different information, you'll want to create an account for your Social Security. You'll need an email address, Social Security number, mailing address, and you have to be 18 years or older. Social Security is something that many people don't put enough thought into, according to a 2015 Securian study. We could talk a lot more about that, about what you need to put thought into, but that would be another program. So the good news is that by attending today's presentation, you've taken an important first step in developing a Social Security strategy. Deciding when and how to collect your benefits is a huge decision, so it is important to have a financial advisor to help you navigate things. You can use today's presentation to start making some decisions. Everyone's retirement journey is unique, so it's important to have access to planning tools and a good advisor to guide you through this decision. I want to thank you for your time and attention today, and I'm going to turn it back over to Debbie. Thank you, Bill. We really enjoyed the information that you've provided to our listeners. And if uh, listeners have questions, remember, or uh, suggestions for topics, you can reach us at mcradio at moneycounts.biz. And uh, Additional information about today's show and other shows in our series are available at our website, www.moneycounts.biz, in the media section. And our next topic, uh, next week, we'll be talking about life insurance, different types and uses, and the following week we will be talking about long-term care. So I hope you will also find those topics helpful, and we hope you'll join us again next week. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Money Counts, unleashing your money's hidden potential. Be sure to join host Debbie Peterson again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel for another edition of our show. Opinions expressed are those of the speaker and are not endorsed by the named broker, dealer, or its affiliates. All information has been prepared solely for informational purposes and is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. Certain statements offered are forward-looking, including but not limited to statements that are predictions of or indicate future events, trends, plans, or objectives. Undue reliance should not be placed on such statements because by their nature, they are subject to known and unknown risks and uncertainties. The information provided is not intended as tax or legal advice. You are encouraged to seek tax or legal advice from an independent professional advisor. Money Counts, Inc. is an independent firm with securities that are offered through registered representatives of Summit Brokerage Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services are offered through Summit Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Summit Brokerage Services, Inc. and Summit Financial Group, Inc. are separate and unrelated to any other named entity. Debbie Peterson is a registered investment advisor located at 11121 Carmel Commons Boulevard, Suite 355, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28226. Phone number is 704-315-5623.